Keyshawn, J. Will, and Zubin, the podcast. Keyshawn, J. Will, Zubin, presented by Progressive Insurance. All guests join us on the Goodyear Hotline. It's Alan Hahn, Bart Scott, Pro Bowl linebacker. <laughs> I mean, we got to reintroduce everybody here. <laughs> right, right, right. Actually, let's see if you remember. It's Bart Hahn, Kenny Ann. Everybody, there we come go. on now. You yes. know I remember that. Don't you start that with me. Yeah, man, that's the way we used to do it. Chris Kenny, yeah. Super Bowl champion as well here in the studio. In the building. Yes, sir. Yeah. And and again, uh, so Jay Will and his wife Nikki are expecting their second child basically any minute now, any day now. So we wish them the best and we wait. Uh, for them, and we wish them, like I said, all the best. And Keyshawn Johnson will be back on Monday. And he keeps reminding me, don't F up the show. <laughs> he keeps telling me that. Zubin back as well on Monday. But it's just amazing. Each day it's the same thing. Good morning. Don't F up my show. I was like, okay, okay, I got you. I will try my best. Well, don't feel bad, Alec, because he used to do that with me when I was in the locker room with him with the Dallas Cowboys. <laughs> like, hey, youngster, you're going to be in the starting lineup. Don't mess up. Don't mess up the money. It's like, wait, you're on the other side of the damn ball. Worry yeah. about your business. No, you know? but but That's the defense getting the ball back for the offense is Keyshawn's business. You know how wide receivers are, that man. That's a fair point. Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah. No, that is absolutely true. All right, yeah. well, glad to have you here, Chris. Uh, Dan Graziano with us now, right? We're supposed to get him right out of the gate. There he is, looking all handsome. What do we have there? Is that lavender? What are we wearing today on that shirt? Is that lilac? It's purple. Is it lavender? Is it purple? Lilac? Lavender? Lilac's lilac. Good. Let's lilac. go with lilac. I usually ask my it's wife. A spring I no color. <laughs> yes, it is. A very, very nice spring color. How you doing, Dan? Good morning. Great. How are you guys doing? We are. We are. We're doing well. So, there's the, with this draft coming up. It's amazing how okay we know what's going on. Number one, it took a trade to know what's going on for sure. At number two, number three was traded, and now reports that number four could be traded how likely is it that the falcons although they're entertaining deals we're hearing right now how likely is it that they'll actually make a move and trade the fourth pick yeah i I think it depends on what the what the offers are right i mean they just saw the third pick go for three first rounders and a third rounder so you have the fourth pick you want to know how close you can get to that if somebody's willing to offer something like that you have to consider it because it, it might set you up for the foreseeable future in terms of draft capital. So uh, they're, they're doing the right thing by making it available and listening. Now, if Carolina has moved on, right, if Sam Darnold takes them out of the mix in terms of a trade-up for a quarterback, then that makes the, you know, that makes the market a little bit thinner. And now you're talking about you know, potentially moving way down, right? If the Bears want to come up from 20, if the Patriots want to come up from 15, that's a big drop. So you have to get a lot to make it worth your while. I could see the Falcons staying put. I could see them staying put and taking a quarterback. I could see them staying put and taking a non-quarterback. Uh, and certainly if the offers are right, they could, they could move out of that spot. But at this point, the right thing for them to do is spend some time listening and hearing what teams are willing to give for that pick in light of what... Um, you know, the 49ers were willing to give for the pick right in front of them. And, Dan, since you're bringing that up, what the 49ers gave the Dolphins to move up to three, I would assume that if a team's willing to give up multiple first-round picks in order to get into that four spot, it would be a quarterback. But, but am I wrong for thinking that? Yeah. Is there a potential for a position player to be, moved to, 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 to be that pick at four if the Falcons do indeed trade that pick? I think if you're talking about a non-quarterback, you're talking about a smaller trade, right? So let's Mm -hmm. say the team right behind them. Let's say Cincinnati is worried, 
uh, let's say Cincinnati's locked in, hypothetical, they're locked in on, say, Kyle Pitts, and they're worried somebody else is going to jump up to four and get him instead. Maybe Cincinnati makes that small move up from five to four. Maybe Miami from six to four to get the guy they want. But I don't think it, it would be for a, if you're coming, like if you're coming from the teens to get to four, you're going to have to pay that multiple first-round picks. And I just don't understand why you would do that for a non-quarterback. So, yeah, if it's a bigger trade with somebody like a Chicago or a New England or you know Denver, I guess a little bit, uh, you would think quarterback. But if it's if it's a if it's a small one like that, just to move up a spot or two, then maybe then maybe a non-quarterback. Yeah. Uh, when you think about Arthur Smith and you think about what he was able to do with you know rehabilitating Ryan Tannehill, you would think that you know he wants to have his own quarterback that he can be able to mold in his image and be able to to pick and develop his program. But if the 49ers at three take Matt Jones. How would that phone ring for Atlanta then? Because you think that, you know, we anticipated Mac Jones dropping to 15. So now they're going to say their quarterback may still be there. And, you know, what teams may get desperate then? What could be the compensation potentially? Yeah, that's where it gets really interesting, right? Let's say you're the Denver Broncos and you love Justin Fields. You got to wait and make sure Fields isn't the pick at three. And once he's not, you know, you've got to be you know, thinking about hammering Atlanta's phone. Like, say, look, if Atlanta's going to take fields, then you're out of luck. But if they don't want to, then, yeah, that's not a big drop back for them, and, and, and you absolutely could, could do it. So, look, what will happen is teams will get some clarity as the draft gets closer. We're still, still more than three weeks away here. Uh, and if, if there's some clarity that develops about who the 49ers are going to take, let's say it is Mac Jones and, and, and everyone figures that out, then all of a sudden Atlanta's pick becomes a lot hotter because if Trey Lance is the apple of your eye or if Justin Fields is, you may have to get to four to get him at that point. Uh, if, we're, if there's still some mystery about the Niners pick until they make it on Thursday night, uh, then, then that's when that 10-minute window for Atlanta gets really intense. So, yeah, I, I think that's, that's the key. Who are the 49ers going to take, and who does it leave, and then what are the teams that are excited about those guys? I love that pause and then the sigh that you gave there, Dan, because we all feel the same way. It's like, as I looked at it, it's like we're talking so much about a draft that we feel we're getting closer to but it still feels so far away. There's still three weeks to go. It's tremendous. Dan Graziano joining us uh, on the Goodyear Hotline. It's KJZ ESPN Radio, Alan Hahn, Bart Scott, Chris Canny, talking to Dan. And I didn't mean to cut you off there as I did the little reset, but did you have no, a comment right. to make there? I, I was going to move on to – No, I just – Yeah. No, go on. I, mean, just, I was just talking to a GM last week, and oh, are you guys going to do this? You guys going to – he said, it's still four weeks away. A lot of this stuff isn't really <laughs> yeah. finalized, so – I think it's important for people to realize that. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but th- it's just the fact that we're getting these like little bits of movement, you know, that it just makes you feel like oh, all right yeah, now it's, it's changing the shape. So at least it's giving us some things to talk about, but it does drag out a little bit. Another story seems to be dragging out now involves Aaron Rodgers and the Packers. I found it interesting that uh, it was earlier this week that Adam Schefter said he feels like it's more likely than not that Rodgers doesn't finish his career in Green Bay, which probably isn't breaking news when you consider – Joe Montana, Peyton Manning, I mean, Tom Brady, like all the, yeah. the greats have eventually moved on in their careers. But how do you see it, though, and what are you hearing about how it's going to play out between A-Ron and the Packers? I think at this point you have to look at it as a year-to-year situation with Aaron Rodgers and the Packers. You know, he signed for three more years, but – Without getting too deep into the weeds here, you know, the contract, they could move on after this year if they wanted to trade him uh, and, and move on to Jordan Love, their first round pick 
from last year. But there are a couple of issues. One, Aaron Rodgers obviously still playing an extremely high level. He won MVP. Uh, Jordan Love did not really get to do much this past year. There weren't any preseason games in, in which he could play and show what he could do. And Aaron Rodgers took literally every first-team snap in practice all year. So Jordan Love was splitting second- and third-team reps with Tim Boyle, who was the backup. So they would have to see something from Jordan Love this year in terms of his development to make them confident that they could move on to him a year from now. And, you know, maybe Aaron Rodgers doesn't have the same kind of year. Obviously, they hope he does, and they make the decision difficult. But right now, Aaron Rodgers' contract has not been altered. Uh, They have not, you know, converted salary to signing bonus to save cap space, as they have with some of their other big contracts. And that leaves them some flexibility to move on to last year's first-round pick as early as a year from now. So Aaron Rodgers has talked about it. He's beautiful mystery, et cetera, et cetera. <laughs> he wants to finish his career with the Packers, but he knows it may not be up to him, and that is where things stand. Dan, thanks so much. Good to see you this morning. Appreciate your time. Thanks, guys. All right, and that is a splendid shirt. Lilac. Color. I love the lilac, right? That's love it. It's such a spring look. color, isn't it? Yeah. The oh, cherry man. blossoms are going right now. That's right on Paul. That's right on time right yeah. there, man. Yeah. 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 Plus, plus, plus you know, Dan is on the Peloton daily. So, I mean, he, his fitness helps, right. you know, helps the – you yeah, know, I noticed in that in terms of Twitter, the overall yeah. look. You How do you know feel I mean? about that? Like, do you, like, is it what's the what's the? I need a protocol here on Peloton. Are you supposed to tell people all the time when you've had rides, or is it get a bit? Hey, man, what, let's, what, let's, it, let's get a ride. You get buddy like that. I don't want to go on no bike date with you, man. Don't be saying <laughs> me like that. I don't know when I'm gonna work out. But like, isn't that a right part now, of being Bart? a Peloton owner though? Like, yeah. you get to have that whole community. That's exactly what Peloton is. Yeah, yeah, it's yeah, a group of riders. it's its own universe, right? Exactly. Yeah, I didn't get the memo. I feel like you were talking to me that time. Bart, okay. no, no, say, no, Bart, no, Bart you want to have your workout in a dungeon, huh? I got my mic yourself. Bro. Listen, I'm like Rocky, baby. I'm All like, day, I'm by myself. Inside. No daylight. <laughs> you want to go night-night? None of that. on J. Will, Zubin, Alan Hahn, Bart Scott, Chris Candy. Coming to you live from the Seaport District of Pier 17 and brought to you by Chase. So coming up, oh, this caused some controversy yesterday, everybody. Who are the top five NBA players that you'd want to start your franchise with under the age of 25? There was a list that went out yesterday by ESPN, the top 25 under 25. Made a lot of people angry, present company included. We'll discuss that coming up next. KJZ, ESPN Radio, and the ESPN app. Hey, it's Greeny, and Wednesday, much more football as we bear down on the draft with the legendary Brian Urlacher and Tim Hasselbeck breaking down all the quarterbacks with me, Greeny, starting 10 a.m. Eastern on ESPN Radio and ESPN+. Plus. Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit... Your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply.
For the ones who get it done, Granger offers high-quality supplies and solutions for every industry, as well as access to product specialists who have the knowledge and experience to answer your toughest questions. Plus, their commitment to being your safety partner can help you keep your facility safe and your people safer. Call, click Granger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. I think I'm down to one cable box, by the way. KJZ, you hear the guys? Keyshawn and Zubin will be back Monday. Jay Will and his wife Nikki expecting their second child, so taking some time for family. We respect that, so we'll hold it down. Alan Hahn, Bart Scott, Chris Canny in. I'm down, one, I'm down to one cable box. One cable box? How are you pulling that off? Because we have all the smart TVs now in the house. Okay. Why do you? you so you can just stream them to each other? Yeah. Yeah. Once you have a cable account, yeah, but I need the DVR in all the rooms, though, right? You don't, you don't feel all, like you need that. You're, you'll get there. Okay, when you have kids, you'll realize they don't watch TV like we did. Yeah, but I need to watch TV. I'm right. the one that's paying for well, that's it. That's right. So I care nothing about what the kids want. Uh, <laughs> so, you know them kids. It's so, about me. If you're paying the bill for it, how many? It's about having the convenience that I want. <laughs> that's true. But how yeah. many? But first of all, when you have a smart TV, you can watch something anytime you want. If sure. you have enough accounts. I got you. I got you. But you know, I'm old school. When you have something on television, you mm-hmm. go down to TV guide. You say, you know what? TV I don't know guide. if I'm going to be able to. The, the guy that's on the TV. Yeah. Oh, okay. I was yeah. talking about paper. Man, TV. who had? They don't even do. They even make those anymore. I see you. Try, I see you trying to throw shade my way, Bart Scott. Che- Come I'm on, man. I'm just checking. Uh, if you had the paper. You, you, you Bart feel, you feel TV it away like coming this. off a of vacation. Yeah. This I do this. Bart watches go, TV. Oh, the dial. Oh, you still have the rabbit ears yeah, at the top of the TV. <laughs> you still got that one. That's how I roll. Baby. No, but you know what I'm saying though. When you're trying to record something, and you know you don't have time to watch it in that moment, you record it. I don't necessarily want to have to be locked into watching it on that television. But now I get you can it. stream I, that. Now, I get right? it. Now okay. you can just go back and watch whenever you want. You've been okay. That's what it, I mean. Right? So stre- streaming has changed everything in the way okay. we've watched it. But I'll tell you what, who's old enough to remember, too? You talk about dials. When you didn't, you know, your parents didn't pay for a certain channel, but you took a toothpick and you held the dial just right. You put the toothpick in and, oh, the channel came <laughs> up nice and clear. I'm guessing nobody's old enough to remember that. Well, if people you are, just not. tweet me. Well, my family, my family feel, last feel, name is not the same as mine. So I can say this. My uncle been stealing cable since like 1980. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? We still- <laughs> What's he going to do with cable when they cut the cord? No, he just go you reattach just get, it steal from somebody's the Wi-Fi yeah, now? You, you, still, you, you, you can attach stuff No, I mean when, the when, they, when they change up the idea of cable and everything's off of Wi-Fi, he's going to steal the neighbor's Wi-Fi now. What's your password? He'll, he'll, he'll figure that out. Yeah, but, yeah, oh, Bart, tell me, tell me if I'm wrong, but your uncle is one of those people that has the floor model TV and then the TV on yeah, top yeah. of that that he actually <laughs> watches. Oh, we call that picture picture. We call that picture picture. <laughs> oh, man. So, NBA-wise, I want to get calls going here on this because yesterday in the afternoon on ESPN.com, it was one of those moments, that, I, and I love this with our basketball coverage. That's actually with all our coverage. We come out with a list. And, yes, everybody, full disclosure, we do this on purpose. It's supposed to piss you off. That's the whole idea. Debate it. Argue it. Give us your take on it. So we had three people. We had Mike Schmitz, who does a lot of draft stuff for the NBA for us, Kevin Pelton, who has a computer, who does all the work for him. And then we have Bobby Marks, who is our resident front office insider. And they came together and put together a ranking of the top 25 players in the NBA right now under the age of 25, and ranking them. And you know how it goes with rankings. Somebody always gets disrespected. So let me just give you the, the top five, right? Let's do it that way. Luka Doncic, number one. Can we argue that? Mm-hmm. 
I mean, that's, yeah. Luka Doncic should be number one. Yeah, he's, he's number MVP, one, right? yeah. Number yeah. two, Zion Williamson. No no problem with that, right? No debate. Okay, number three, LaMelo Ball. That's yeah, when on. it starts to get a little bit interesting because mm. you got a lot of guys under LaMelo Ball that are more accomplished, that, that have done more in this league. Yeah, it's not about to, to LaMelo. To put, to put Mel there, that's, that's uh, a little aggressive. All right, number four, Donovan Mitchell, who's like – Hanging on by a thread under 25 at 24 years and 212 days, but still, still technically makes the list. Donovan Mitchell, the Jazz. Number five, Jason Tatum. Forget that he's under 25. It's like, dude's it's been in the league yeah. for like 10 years. Yeah, it feels like he's been in the league forever, but the dude balls. Now, now again, there's, there's still a lot of names missing here that I believe, especially one name that's definitely missing, <laughs> and he's not on this list. Now, I mean, let me just quickly give you the top five. So, De'Aaron Fox is six. Ben Simmons is seven. Devin Booker is eight. Bam Adebayo, or Adebayo, depending on if Burke's here, is nine. And then ten is Shea Gilgis Alexander. Mm-hmm. So, I looked at this list and I thought, blasphemy. I actually blocked the ESPN account for the day because I didn't want to see any more of this. Mm-hmm. And okay. then I decided to come up with my own list. Oh, so you have a list. I have my list. Nice. Because I feel like, you know, we're all going to make lists. I'm going to make my lists. So, yeah, I feel like you're getting ready to start But the beef. protocols now, understand, the top 25 under 25, the protocols are the most important. Bobby Marks texted me to defend himself, and he said, people have to understand, this is about future potential, based on future potential, not necessarily what they are right now, but what you think you're projecting they can become. So that's why LaMelo is so high. But I said, I don't like that protocol. Mine is very simple. And 888-SAY-ESPN, 888-729-3776 for your thoughts on this and also the ESPN list. Mine is based on top five players under 25 that I would build my franchise with. That if I, if I was going to pick one guy to build my franchise with, these are the top five players I would do it. So, we shall begin. Do we know music for this? Do we have any music? Talk a little bit. Let's go. Something? Is that Ether? I'm no. Gonna get ether. Come on now. I thought he gave me. No, I knew what he was going to do. No, that. no, no, no. Sorry, no, no. so top five players under 25 I'd build my franchise with. Let's start with five. Number five. Jason Tatum, 23 years old, in Boston, just gets better and better. Don't pay, I'm not paying attention to what his slump this year at times because he went through COVID. He said it affected his wind. He had trouble really getting himself back to basketball shape after dealing with COVID. This guy is a baller. He gets better and better. Prototype NBA body at this point with the length, the long arms. He can do everything, including shoot the three, drive to the basket, a good defender. He's a centerpiece for any franchise. That's number five. Number four. Number four. I'm going to do it. LaMelo Ball. Why? Feel for the game. Passion for the game. Teammates love him. Makes players around him better. IQ. His shot will get better. It will. But I don't care. It's his vision. It's everything about it. This guy walks onto the court at 19 years old. He's played two years pro. He just has a feel for the game. The youngest of the three ball brothers, usually the youngest, ends up being the best. I think LaMelo Ball is a foundational piece. Number three. You're going to hate this, but I'm doing it. Luka Doncic. No, he's not one for me. Mm, And here's why. I would build my franchise around him, no doubt about it. But I'd be also worried every single day that eventually this dude's going to get hurt. And I only think it because look at his body. Sure, he's strong, strong foundation, incredibly smart. He's got a great shot. Look at that pass. What a beautiful pass. All this. He's got everything you want except the one thing. 
which is the concern about durability going forward. I'm building my franchise with this guy now, everybody. It's not a one-year deal. I want to make sure that he's going to be around long-term. That's why he's not number one, the only reason why. Number two. There we go. Number two, Zion Williamson. A powerful, turning him into a point guard, unstoppable. This guy has got everything except one element, and it's my favorite element, and that, of course, is shooting. He's a great finisher in front. He's, he's showing us that he could be a playmaker. I'd like him to be a better defender, of course, but there's so much about him I like, except, again, the concern to me, the, the, the best ability, durability. Mm-hmm. How long can he play this way? And that's why he's not number one also. So that leads us to my number one. Number one. Why are we disrespecting this man? Of all the players under the age of 25, he does it better than any of them. Devin Booker. You know what? I don't need shooters, guys. I don't need shooters. You know what I need? need- I need makers. I, everybody can shoot. I need guys that can make shots. Breach. That's what he does, and he does it at the highest level for a young player, and nobody knows he's doing it. Bart, you know how you talk about how you're a tree falling in the woods yeah. with all the hot takes you have that come to fruition? He's a tree falling in the woods because he's playing in Phoenix, and nobody pays attention to Phoenix. Even now, when they're having a really good season, Chris Paul gets all the credit, not Devin Booker. D-Book is a bucket. He's a scorer. But most importantly, out of all the young players, he is a shooter. And I need guys like that in today's NBA. If I'm building a franchise, I begin with Devin Booker because when you have shooting – well, now you've got everything to build around with him. You just need guys to set screens. You need guys to rebound. You need guys to defend. And you let him do what he does best. Devin Booker, I've had it with the disrespect. He'd be number one on my list. So, what do we think? You talk about Devin Tear Booker. It, apart. it seemed like Devin Booker has been around forever as well. I had no idea that he was still under 25. Barely. But, but you know, I'm surprised that it's no John Moran in that. You know, I, I look at – I look at um, you talk about LaMelo. We talk about you know, pre- predicting that his shot can get better. It could be. We said that about Westbrook forever. We said that about Ben Simmons as well. You know, I mean, I have there more was a time faith. Russell Westbrook was one of the top five under 25 in the league. Mm-hmm. But, but, but we thought that he would develop his shot. He, that never developed, right? So, still I mean, MVP. Though. He but, still but, became but, an MVP. That's but, a pretty good foundational piece, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, but for me, you know, I think Luka should be number – you know, should be a B, B before uh, Zion. You know I mean, because okay. you look at Luka, Luka, you know, he can get his body together. I got more concerns about – you know, the way that Zion plays as far as staying healthy in his body as well. So he's double, right? The way he plays and attacks the basket above the rim, you always get concerned. You think about guys like D-Rose. You think about guys that are explosive like Westbrook not staying healthy and he has a bad diet or, well, it seems like he has a football body. It looks like he would be a perfect role model for everybody that played for Bella the other day because that's how <laughs> everybody in Bella was built when they went and took the cornbread from, uh, from Gonzaga. But uh, I don't have too many uh, issues with the list. Maybe Jamal Murray up in there with what he has shown he's capable of. I think Jamal Murray, when you, again, if you're based on future potential, based on building a franchise, I, I think Jamal Murray is what he is. I don't know yeah. if Jamal Murray's going to be much more than what he's given us right now. But that was special, especially in the bubble, what he was able yeah. to do. If he can harness that. Again, people look at it, oh, this is disrespect. It's hate. It, no, no, it's, you got to draw the line somewhere. Yeah. Yeah. I'm picking five. I was picking ten. He might be on that list. But, Chris, like, again, when I talk about Zion, if his playmaking this year, what I've seen from him and how they've used him more as a point forward 
if I hadn't seen that, I probably would have Luca ahead of him. Yeah. But now that I've seen that, he looks like an unstoppable force. Oh, yeah. When he's in the open court in transition, that guy, 270, 280 pounds coming downhill, good luck trying to stop him. Yeah. But I think he's showing you the complete arsenal, being able to be in the open mm-hmm. court and being able to be that point forward. You're seeing now the, the creativity that he brings to your offense. He makes things a little bit easier for everybody on that Pelicans team, which is probably why David Griffin feels like he can move on from Lamelo Ball. I mean, Lonzo Ball this summer. But I just, I just look at Zion and I say there's so much upside just based on the dominant physical traits. And when you start talking about foundational pieces, you want somebody that has those dominant traits, especially when you look at the elite level athleticism. I know you said his ability to defend is something that he's got to improve. But I think because of that athleticism, because he's an elite athlete, yeah. he'll have the opportunity to get better and improve that aspect of the yeah, game. Yeah, so I, I think I just yeah, Zion, Zion for me has got to be in your top you, three. Yeah, yeah, he, yeah he he's got to be in your top three. three. Yeah. Okay, I, I all right. Wants, so, I just want somebody game that ages well, and his game don't seem like it ages well. Again, that's why I have D book there because shooting doesn't age. Shooting never ages. Athleticism does, but shooting never. Does. All right, let's see the calls coming in. We'll get to those at 888-ESPN, 888-729-3776. Coming up, though, back into the NFL draft and what should be done now with the, with the talk of the Falcons possibly taking calls about number four, maybe even think about trading at number four and who should be there at number four. So all that coming up. But right now, we've got some Sports Center for you. Curry off the screen, takes a jumper, it's up and good! A two for Curry, just inside the arc on the left side. Warriors lead by three, minute five to go. And that is how it sounded on 95-7. The game as Steph Curry went for 41 against the Bucks. It was his 42nd career 40-point game. 30 of them, by the way, came in the second half. He now leads the NBA with four 30-point halves in this season. The Warriors, by the way, beat the Bucks 122 111. The James Harden's hamstring injury is a little worse than originally thought. He will be out at least 10 days now after an MRI revealed a right hamstring strain. He left Monday's game against the Knicks about four minutes into the game with the hamstring issue. The Nets play the Pelicans tonight, 7.30 p.m. Eastern on ESPN. Two women spoke out against Deshaun Watson on Tuesday. Ashley Solis spoke at a news conference, and Lauren Baxley wrote a letter to Watson. In the news conference, Solit said, I suffer from panic attacks, anxiety, and depression. I'm in counseling as a result of Deshaun Watson's actions. I hope he knows how much pain he's inflicted on me emotionally and physically. And I hope he knows how much pain he's inflicted on these other survivors. Sports Center, brought to you by Mako. Was 2020 full of dings, dents, and scratches? Use your tax refund at Mako. It can help. Uh, refresh your ride with your refund at Mako to undo a little bit of last year. Head to Mako.com to get a free online estimate today. Uh Uh-oh, better get Mako. Well, the countdown is on to the 2021 NFL Draft. Join me, L. Duncan, Kevin Degani. Full coverage of the first three rounds on ESPN Radio. From key quarterback selections to blockbuster trades and instant pick-by-pick reaction from Mike Tannenbaum, Bart Scott, and Ian Fitzsimmons. Don't miss a moment of your team's draft day decisions that'll shape the future of the franchise. Coverage begins Thursday, April 29th, 7 Eastern on ESPN Radio and the ESPN app. Keyshawn, J. Will Zubin, ESPN Radio, ESPN app. Alan Hahn, Bart Scott, Chris Canny in for the guys. Keyshawn and Zubin back, by the way, everybody, next week. 
Jay Will and his wife Nikki expecting their second child any day now, maybe even any minute now. So we'll let you know once we know. We wish them, of course, all the best. And right now we get back into the NFL conversation. We'll get to those calls, by the way, if anybody wants to take me on on that top five list we just did. Uh, Matt Miller, though, ESPN NFL draft contributor, joins us via the Goodyear hotline. And Matt, uh, I guess let's begin here with the Panthers and they make their move. And there was some thought maybe the Panthers would want to move up and try to get a quarterback in the draft. They're sitting at eight. And yet instead they trade for a young quarterback in Sam Darnold. Does that change now their strategy at number eight? Yeah, it it absolutely does because it, I think you cross off that quarterback need, which was so big for them. And we had heard all offseason this is a team that's going to be aggressive. They went after Matthew Stafford to some degree. I thought they would probably try to move up in this first round. At least that was the thought process before the San Francisco 49ers traded up to three. So I think with Carolina going after Sam Darnold and then picking up his fifth-year option, that's the other side of this, is they didn't just trade for Sam Darnold. They traded and said, hey, we're actually going to give you two years here by picking up that fifth-year option to see what you can do, see what we can get out of you. So I think you can cross them off that list. They still have Teddy Bridgewater as a backup. So Carolina at eight becomes interesting. They could take the first offensive tackle, Panay Sewell from Oregon or Rashawn Slater from Northwestern. They could stay put and take a pass catcher because they did lose Curtis Samuel in free agency. So they have a lot of a lot of different directions that they can really go with this number eight overall pick, guys. But I think what's interesting is you have to look at this one of two ways. Either the Panthers know that the top five quarterbacks are going to be off the board by pick number eight, or they looked at this and said, if Justin Fields or Trey Lance is there at eight, we really don't like one of those guys or both of those guys. So they went the Sam Darnold direction instead. And, Matt, I was going to ask you about Justin Fields and Trey Lance. If, if those guys would be available, uh, I mean, if Carolina were to decide to draft one of them, what kind of fit would those guys be in Matt Rule's offense? Yeah, and I, I think they would have been great fits, uh, especially Justin Fields, given his athleticism. You know, we've seen what Joe Brady's offense looked like with Joe Burrow. We saw what it looked like last year with Teddy Bridgewater. So there is some flexibility here. They can evolve. They can dial up different things. I think when you put in that offense, someone who throws a deep ball like Justin Fields, like Trey Lance, when you put in someone with Justin Fields, just raw running ability, his athleticism, that offense is going to take that next step. It is going to open things up. Now with Sam Darnold, you're getting some athleticism. I mean, he's a very tough player. He can move around in the pocket. He does operate well off platform and off schedule, but you're not getting that added running element where you want to dial up some RPOs. You want to keep linebackers and safeties honest. Justin Fields and Trey Lance are going to give you more of that than Sam Darnold, even though Sam does have some movement ability. Now tell me, uh, it, it was the Jets were the most intriguing pick at two, but now we kind of understand that maybe it's Zach Wilson, and whether we agree with that or not, that's how they decide to go forward. What about San Francisco at three can shake up the draft? Yeah, I mean, it feels like we know what San Francisco is going to do, Bart. It, it really does. Do I mean, every mm-hmm. anyone you talk to. Anyone you talk to in the NFL landscape right now, you can talk to Adam Schefter, Mel Kuyper, Todd McShay. You can talk to people within the NFL, which is something that I have to do as part of my job. They're dialed in right now on Mac Jones, the Alabama quarterback. You guys, he already had the video ready. You know who the pick's going to be. So I think everyone in the league right now, and there is room. There's three weeks. There's room for surprise, right? But, man, it really feels like that they have their guy. They traded up to get ahead of the Carolina Panthers, who had Mac Jones at the Senior Bowl. So you move up. You make sure you're going to get your guy. I'm sure they tried to go to two to to try to get Zach Wilson, but you feel like, okay, we like three of these quarterbacks. And if the Jets surprise us, 
or the Jags surprise us, they're not going to. But if they did, you still like who's going to be there. So it feels like the draft might start Thursday night at pick number four. And listen, Niner fans are killing me on Twitter right now for saying that Mac Jones is going to be the guy. But you look (laughs) at any mock draft on the internet right now, every one of them has Mac Jones as the number three overall pick. So when people in the draft industry all agree on something, there's a reason for it. It doesn't happen very often. And it, it does feel like all signs are pointing to Mac Jones in San Francisco. So, Matt, we know the first three picks are going to be quarterbacks. Do you have any idea on when you think the fourth quarterback will come off the board? Yeah, Chris, it could be at four. I, I know, we, you know we've heard reports from Shefty that Atlanta is interested in trading that pick, which is smart. You just saw San Francisco you know, give up three first-round picks to come up. So you want to answer that phone if somebody calls it. But I, I would think Atlanta at four is an interesting team if they can't trade out of that spot or if they do fall in love with the Justin Fields, Trey Lance, over the next three weeks. Matt Ryan turns 36 this year, and while he's been relatively healthy, you do have to start wondering about the exit plan. You don't want to end up in a situation like the New Orleans Saints or the Pittsburgh Steelers where you're maybe hanging on to an older guy or you didn't have a great plan for a player after they retire. You want to have that quarterback waiting in the wings, even if they have to pull a Jordan Love and sit there for two years like he is with the Green Bay Packers right now. So if I'm Atlanta, I'm looking at Justin Fields, who's somewhat of a local product. If he's on the board, that is a no-brainer for me. Look what Arthur Smith did with Ryan Tannehill. He could make Justin Fields into something very, very special in the NFL. But he does go back to ownership a lot of times. When you're drafting this high, owner has to be on board. So Arthur Blank might say, we're building around Matt Ryan. I still think this is a Super Bowl winner. Get me Kyle Pitts from Florida or get me Jamar Chase from LSU. And Atlanta could go with a non-quarterback at four. But uh, it does really, really feel like four quarterbacks are going to come off the board with the first four picks, whether that's Atlanta making that call or someone like Denver or New England coming up. Matt Miller joins us on the Goodyear Hotline, ESPN NFL Draft Contributor. It's KJZ, Alan Hahn, Bart Scott, Chris Kenny in for the guys. We are presented by Progressive Insurance. So, Matt, um, as we see, and again, it's the movement that's happening at the very top of the draft is obviously going to affect what happens after that. It's always like, where does the draft start? You used to think maybe it started at two. Maybe they just started at three. Almost now it might start at four, where we won't know what's going to happen from there. But Give me a name of of a player or two that people expect to be in the top 10 that might slip out. Yeah, I think you have to go to the offensive tackles, Alan, because we could see so many quarterbacks go and then so many pass catchers go. So offensive tackle, Panay Sewell, if he's not the selection by the Carolina Panthers at eight overall, we could see him drop out of the top 10, which a year ago, when you looked ahead to this draft class, you would have thought that was insane. There's no way that Panay Sewell is going to fall. People were comparing him to Joe Thomas and, and Trent Williams and Jason Peters. Now, because of the the quarterback run, a player like that could get pushed out of the top 10. We could see a top 10 with no defensive players, which almost never happens in the NFL draft. But we really could see a year where Denver filled their needs in the secondary through free agency. They They might not go defense. They could go quarterback. The Dallas Cowboys could look at one of these offensive linemen if they're available and say, Tyron Smith and Lyle Collins were hurt last year. Let's really fortify our offensive line. So we could also see players like Patrick Sertan II from Alabama, J.C. Horn from South Carolina, Micah Parsons from Penn State. Big-name players, household names on defense could fall in this in this draft to where if New England stays at 15, they might have their pick of the litter as far as the defenders go. So it is a year where we're going to see a lot of quarterbacks, a lot of pass catchers go early, and then really blue-chip positions, premium positions like offensive tackle, pass rusher and corner are going to slide down the board a little bit. Yeah, the intrigue builds and, you know, you have the take, the hot take of the pro day season, by the way. That has become the phrase that we go with, Matt. So appreciate you, man. Thanks for joining us this morning. Yeah, thank you guys. Have a great one. All right. So coming up, we're going to play fill in the blank. That'll be coming up next. 
But first, we have this from Indeed. Connoisseur of case management or guru of global sales. Whoever you're looking to hire, you can find them at Indeed. Sponsor a job post and Indeed's Instant Match searches millions of resumes in their database and immediately delivers a list of quality candidates whose resume fits your job description. You can add an Indeed skills test so candidates can show you their skills that go beyond the resume. No wonder Indeed delivers four times more hires than all other job sites combined. According to Talent Nest, visit Indeed.com slash credit. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. Have you ridden an electric e-bike yet? You need to check out Electric E-Bikes today, the number one selling e-bike in America. Two things stand out that bikers love about Electric. Number one, the majority of their models come pre-assembled, so you don't need to be a bike savant to ride them. Number two, Electric wants to empower riders to spend more time exploring outside on their bikes, so they've made range a priority. Long-range batteries allow riders to hit typically around 65 miles of range or up to 150 miles on some models. Bonus. Electric has purposefully priced their bikes to be affordably awesome, so you don't have to break the bank to get these sweet rides. See why people who have made the switch to electric bikes have fallen in love with biking again by visiting electricebikes.com. That's L-E-C-T-R-I-C-E-B-I-K-S.com. KJZ, oh, Wednesday morning, New York City. Sun coming up. Alan Hahn, Bart Scott, Chris Canny in for the guys. Keyshawn and Zubin back next week, everybody. We're going to play fill in the blank in a moment, but I, I need I need to, guys to help me with a tweet that I got. And I, I think it's a compliment, but I also think it's a bit of a backhanded compliment. Uh, mm, okay. All right, so LC from LCVA. He said, Alan Hahn, on-court analysis is spot-on and edgy. Everything else, eh. Wow, I, so, much, to, so much shade coming towards you. How am I supposed you? to feel about that? Like, that no, felt you, like, you can't be good. Like That was like, build me up, build me up, and then yeah, now, now like, go okay, get your shine box. Okay, you got great basketball box. credibility, but other than that, you're everything just awkward. Everything else, eh. Yeah. Everything is just See, eh. I would think it's more like the basketball stuff is eh, but everything else, I like it. <laughs> Like, like I'd much almost rather that. Well, clearly that's not the case. The everything else air part has kind of got me in, in feeling a certain way, as Chris Candy would say. Yeah, so, I got you. I don't don't, don't feel too bad. We like you. you I'll, take that. We I'll, like I'll you. take that. I'll take that. Just <laughs> marinate that one for a minute because I kind of need to feel like, how am I supposed to feel about that? In the meantime, you can fill in that blank in a moment. But right now, let's play fill in the blank. 
Mr. Blizzax. And when we play this game with Bart, you keep your finger right on the dump button just in case because Bart tends to fill in the blanks. He's a habitual line stepper. We have a pro bowler. We have a Super Bowl champion. This should be fun. So we begin. Let me clear my throat, by the way. Blank is the NBA MVP right now. Chris? Before he got hurt a couple of weeks ago. right now. I'm just saying before he got hurt a couple of weeks ago, I would have went with James Harden the way that he's balling with the Brooklyn Nets, leading the league in assists. But as of right now, I got to go with the odds-on favorite, Nikola Jokic. I got to go with Jokic. The Joker. That's it. that's your favorite. Well, come I didn't on. know he was on on favorite. My no, he's the odds on favorite. He's Vegas's give, favorite. Give, yeah. me right. Joel, yeah. give me Joel Embiid. He's coming back. He's reminding everybody. Put respect on my name, son. Yeah, I got Joe also. Okay, blank was the biggest loser of the Sam Darnold trade. Bart, I think it was a win-win. It's one of those rare trades. Fill in the blank. Blank was the biggest loser. Who's the blank? You can say nobody. Push nobody. All right, nobody. It is Chris. Uh, I'm going to say the Carolina Panthers. That was a really? little. That was a little rich for Sam Darnold. Mm-hmm. I'm just saying they three gave picks. up three draft picks, a second and a fourth in 2022 and a sixth this year. I just thought that was that was more of a haul than the Jets expected. And let's be honest, nobody around the NFL was going to give up that type of package for Sam. So okay, yeah, All Carolina. Right. I'm going to say Chicago Bears. Okay. I, don't, I don't need to really say anything after well, that. Well, yeah, I Andy just, Dalton is their, is their quarterback. I mean, yeah, right? that's your QB1. You, that's, that's you, you could have had a young guy instead and really sold that to everybody. Instead, you went QB1, and yeah. let's just leave it at that. All yeah. right. Fill in the blank continues on KJZ, ESPN Radio, Alan Hahn, Bart Scott, Chris Candy. My expectations for Baker Mayfield are blank. Uh, Bart? Lead him to the wild card. Lead him to the wild card. No, that can't be the expectations, Chris? boy. It's got to be better than that. That's, ex- to, that's got, my expectation. That's boy. your expectation. Okay. Wild card. My, my expectation is this. Compete for the division and win a playoff game. They won a playoff game last year. Now they got to win the division this year. That's the next win step. Win the division. That's All the right, next so, step in the progression. Win okay. the division. So your expectations are compete yeah. for the division, yeah. win a playoff game. All right, we move on. Blank will be the biggest steal of the NFL draft. Well, here's the thing. If the 49ers take Mac Jones at three, it's got to be Justin Fields. I mean, coming into this college football Fair. season, everybody was saying Trevor Lawrence and Justin Fields are going to go one-two. I think Mel Kuyper still has Justin Fields as his second-rated quarterback on the board. So, I mean, whoever gets Justin Fields, I mean, they're going to get a really, really special talent. I think Greeny said it yesterday on his show, but Justin Fields could easily be the best quarterback in this class. Yeah, I'm going to go for instant uh, impact. And I think a guy who's going to fall, but he's going to go to a better team, I'm going to go Travis Etienne. Because you think about nice. what Dobbins yeah. were able to do. Running backs affect the game immediately. I like that. Kyle Pitts. Is he going to be a steal, though? Because people it's are going to pass on him. He might be the best player it's, in this draft. They're going to pa- so. pass on him for a quarterback. But they're saying that Kyle Pitts could be the top position player that's taken off the board. Yeah, I know. But how long is he going to have to wait to go off the board? Listen, remember Some what of the, the mocks now have him going outside the top 10. Remember what Charles Edward Lair was doing. Watch ETN do the same thing. Right, Either no, for like a team that. like Pittsburgh or all somebody. Right. Okay. Like, Moving on. Come all on. Right. Fill in the blank. Let's get these all in. KJZ ESPN Radio. Zach Wilson is going to be blank as a jet. Bart, keep it clean. <sighs> Use an emoji. Sad face. I don't know. I, listen, listen. I think. I think at the end of the day, I think he's going to be a good player for the Jets. But 
It's a, it's a, it's, I'm tired of pushing the can down the road about, okay, the Jets are going to win next year and next year. Yeah. They're two years away now, and they just reset the clock. They're going to have to start over because they could have got a haul for that draft pick. So he's going to be, eh? Like, what would you say, meh? He's gonna What's be, he going to be? He's going to be a Toyota Camry. Wow. Right, okay. So dependable, but it's yeah, not – Okay. It, 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 you're not picking up – yeah, you're, okay. you're, you're, yeah, you're not drafting that, the Camry not, with the yeah, second yeah, overall yeah, pick. Yeah, yeah, that's not your dream car. Yeah, you, wow. You, yeah. Okay. You're, just, you're just salty because they didn't do what you wanted them to do. Yeah, exactly. Right, Chris, gonna, Zach Wilson's going to be a blank, going to what be blank as a Jet. Zach Wilson is going to be better than Sam Darnold as a Jet. And of that's course, what, and, oh, that's a low bar. That, what, 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 do you, what do you mean that's a low bar? How much, tr- what, how much trust do we have that the Jets can develop quarterbacks? Let's start there. I, I, well, I Let's start there. Regime, I, all I, regime, all I'm saying is staff. this regime has no choice okay. but for Zach Wilson to be better than Sam Donald because, because they got to justify the decision that they made to trade away Sam and to draft a quarterback with two. And it's, you're talking about drafting a player year. in the top three three years ago and you're moving off of him. So Zach Wilson right, will be I've better got, than well, Sam I've got Donald. one. Next. Zach Wilson is going to be Ken O'Brien. As Ooh. as a Jet. Next next five years, oh. Sam Darnold will be a better player than Zach Wilson. Wow. Jets okay. fans love to hate their team, don't they? Uh, Ken O'Brien put up prolific you numbers. Guys, he just wasn't Dan Marino. I think yeah. that's a fair thing you to say. Love All right. to hate your team. Next up, the Bears need to blank right now to save jobs. Bart? Um, go get Teddy Bridgewater. And I think that's how Carolina is going to get back that sixth pick that they gave up for Sam Darnold. Teddy Bridgewater, I think, becomes number one. You have a good quality backup in Andy Dalton. Teddy Bridgewater saves jobs and I think even maybe wins a wild card playoff game if you put him as your starting quarterback. Yeah, the, the, the Bears have to make it to the playoffs. Like to, all right, make it to the playoffs. They, yeah. they have to make it to the playoffs. If they don't make it to the playoffs, everybody's getting fired. Ryan Pace, Matt Nagy, everybody is getting fired. But to go out and sign Andy Dalton as your starting quarterback mm-hmm. and then put him out there on social media as QB1, I don't have a lot of confidence that they're going to be able to get that done. All right, th- those were good ones. I want to speed this up. We have one minute, so let me get this one in. And I want calls on this at 888-ESPN, 888-729-3776. It's something Bart and I asked yesterday on our show, every day at noon, by the way, ESPN Radio. Blank is the worst jersey you have in your closet right now. Darko Milicic. <laughs> I'm like, I don't, you I don't never lie. bought a Darko Milicic jersey. <laughs> Stop it. I want tweets on this as well, everybody. Chris, do you have a jersey? Uh, not your own, obviously, but do you, did you ever have a jersey? And you're like, why do I have this jersey? Oh, man, did I, have a, did I ever have a jersey um, that I regretted having? No, Al, I didn't have any jerseys that I regretted having. You're I didn't. Uh, but I, I will say this. My dad bought me a Knicks jersey once upon a time, and I'm a Lakers how fan. How dare you? Yeah, how dare you do that? Yeah. 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 All right. Well, what quarterback no situation would like you rather have right now, the Stop Jets it. or the Giants? Last we'll discuss next. KJZ, ESPN Radio.